Thank you so much for joining me. This is episode 33. You do not have to struggle in your business. My name is Stephanie Lanes. I'm the owner of Stephanie Lanes Institute. This podcast is going to be coming to you from Stephanie Lanes. I'm very excited to be speaking to you today specifically about this because a lot of businesses, especially in our beauty industry, especially with us estheticians, and we all know in esthetician chat, I have to talk about certain things that really are near and dear to me. I had a really interesting post come on my Instagram today. Someone tagged me and said, Stephanie Lanes, you got me all the way together. And my intention is to bring awareness of what you may not be aware of and how it affects your business. And the reason I wanted to discuss specifically this topic is because you really don't have to struggle. Um, The one thing that I think we forget in our industry is that we have a lot of ways and different ways to earn income. But we stand in our way when we don't realize we're the reason why our business is not growing. We're not earning more income. We don't have the clientele that we want. Some of the things that will bring to mind will be the decisions that you've made to allow people to give your business money. I've talked about this on many different episodes. Do you make it easy for your clients to give you money? Do you understand your clients come to your business with the intention of giving your business money? Do you allow your clients to give your business money? Like I had to go that basic for many of you because I don't think you look at your business in that way. I think you look at it. I'm going to offer services. I'm probably going to offer some retail. It's up to the client to decide if they want to buy it or if they want to make an appointment. We haven't made ourselves be important in our clients' lives to understand that they have came to us originally with the problem and we are the problem solver. We don't take that position. We give options. Oh, let me know when you want to make another appointment. Do you want to go ahead and buy this product today for you? I think you could really use it. We give too many options. And when we give options, we really start to narrow down how our business will respond. And some of us really do struggle because we're not willing to do things that will make it easy for our clients to give our business money. Let me give you some examples because some of you may not understand what I mean. You choose not to have a website. You don't want clients to shop with you online. You only want them to have an experience with you in person. So when clients maybe stop coming to you for services, but want to continue to purchase the retail items because they feel that's at least the least they could do. You don't allow that. So now you're going to limit how they spend with you, even if they don't step into your business. You're struggling because you made that decision to not have a website or you have a website and you're not keeping up on it. There's your struggle. The struggle is in the decision. It's not the action. Because there's, and I've said this on many of my podcasts, there was a lot of esthetician businesses that didn't struggle with COVID and they're not going to struggle in the recession because they're understanding what it takes to maintain and grow their business. So maintaining has to do with your brick and mortar. You're going to maintain communication. You're going to maintain options for retail. You're going to maintain easy ways for clients to make an appointment with you. You're going to maintain communication. 
The growth comes from allowing everyone who comes into contact with your business, whether it's from a retail, a referral, a service, a promotion on social media, everyone has an opportunity to spend money with you. That's where the growth comes from. Many of you struggle because you're not even doing the consistent. You don't have enough products on your shelf. Some of you are not even retailing. And, and to be honest, I don't understand how you feel you're going to grow with no retail. And there's a lot of you out there. And I might be stepping on toes. People might be upset with me, which is fine. I'm used to it. But when it comes to business 101, you want to have your business earn income as many different ways as you can. So my question always is, is then why are you limiting how you earn? If you want to grow, then there can't be any limits or limitations. And the struggle comes from once you've placed a limit on your business and you're trying to navigate through that business with those limits, you're going to struggle. It wasn't until I released the idea of, of what I thought clients really wanted. Like I thought I had to be a one-stop shop. When I first started my business, I remember I wanted to offer every service. I wanted to do everything. So when they came to me, I was able to do it all. And it wasn't until I started really understanding that there was income and more consistency when I niched down, when I decided on what I wanted to specialize in. I did not want to do Brazilians. Many of you have heard the story from me many years. I'm at year 19. So I've said it quite a bit. When I started as an esthetician, I did not want to do Brazilian waxing. That was not on my list of things to do. But I knew it was a niche that I needed to master and become really good at to command what I wanted from the time I spent in creating that niche and being someone who understood that I need to be important to those clients and they understand I took time to do education. So this is what I'm charging. You got experience, you got education. That's what you're paying for, right? When I threw away my service menu and I was inspired when I went to Spot of Radiance and I saw that on their service menu, they had a customized $3,500 facial. I was inspired because if they're bold enough to put $3,500 on their service menu, and they're bold enough to command it and get it, then why couldn't I have a $250 facial? Why couldn't I offer a $250 facial and that be my only facial? Like I did things so that when I understood what my clients were looking for, I could even make it even more successful because I'm going to do things that not everyone else is going to do. So our struggle comes from mostly us being in our own way. One, because we really don't know and we may not be realizing we're in our way, but we don't understand really the business. We were never taught the business. What we were taught as estheticians in beauty school, and even when we get a job, is how to perform the services. There's a request for a service. Our goal was to provide it to the best of our ability which had nothing to do with business. So when we went out and opened our own business and we understood that it may take some time to grow it, we had no business information acumen, none of it. We didn't understand the business side. 
We knew what we knew great and well. Our hands did the talking. Clients loved the way we made them feel, how we spoke to them, how we got them to rebook, how we got them to purchase retail. They loved that. But we didn't understand the business side of all of that and really what that looked like because those are two completely different things. So some of you are struggling because you have no business understanding at all. And you're also not taking the time to understand the business. And I've always said people who don't understand the business, but they expect a very successful business, those, those two will never connect unless you get a business coach or a mentor who can give you those tools that you're needed in your business without you having to do the work on your own. It's kind of a shortcut, right? But some of us don't want to take the time to do that either. I really find it interesting when estheticians tell me that they're too busy to sit down and figure out where retail needs to play in their business. And to me, the retail should have been from the beginning. You should have never started a business without retail. Because you will struggle with relearning or reacquainting yourself in that relationship. If you presented everything that you needed for your business to be successful from the beginning, there really would not be any struggle because then you could make small changes and tweaks in that process. So when I get people that come to me and they're getting ready to open their business, I always go down the list. Do you have a retail website? Do you have a clear and easy booking site? Do you have a Facebook group? Do you have consistent posting on social media? Those are just the four. There's another 10 that are after that. But all of that comes in building their relationship and communication. And then the other 10 are all business. Don't pay for a weekly rent because you're going to pay more in rent than if you paid for a monthly you're not working just to cover rent. Do you know your cost per service? Do you understand where your retail will play in your business? Do you understand expenses? Do you understand profit? Do you understand how to um, consistently pay yourself from the beginning, even if it's small, to grow into and with the business? Those are all business things. Those have nothing to do with aesthetics or services or retail. Those really have to do with A plus B equals C. Those are the number things. Those are the business parts. So when I ask those questions to new business owners, their eyes get wide because we have fantasized owning a business as to commanding our own you know, hourly rate or salary, making our own timetable, um, picking and choosing the clients that we want, firing the ones we don't want, which is a part of it, but it's not the business. The business is being able to earn income to pay for your livelihood and still keep the doors open. So we struggle with that. We are struggling to pay ourselves consistently and we're struggling to keep our doors open because there's a lot of things that we're not doing in the business to keep the relationship open with our clientele, to have them rebook, purchase and share, which is referrals. So we're struggling because we never put a plan together for our clients to refer our business. There's no plan there. We don't have a plan on how to get more clients to purchase more retail. There's no plan there. We don't have a plan for our clients to be consistent, partly because we're not consistent. We're not consistent in what we offer. We're not consistent in what we say. We're not consistent in how we communicate. So then it turns into the clients are responding and doing exactly what we're doing in the business. So if we're not consistent, how do we expect our clients to be consistent? And again, this is going to step on some toes, but, I, but it's more of the realization of what you do consistently shows up in the business consistently. 
if you consistently communicate, then clients are consistently communicating with you. They're also communicating in those referrals that come to you. And I always say this, you can't focus on new clients if you can't take care of the clients that you have. And many of you struggle because you're just not taking care of those clients that you currently have. You're 100% focused on new clients and you're not focused on business. It wasn't until I got a bookkeeper that started showing me my holes in my business. I didn't allow myself to see the issues. I knew I was earning income. I knew I was making income. I knew I was consistent as far as what I offered, the services that I did, but I didn't see the business side. I didn't get someone who had business to look at my business and see the holes. I wasn't willing to do that. And it wasn't until I started hiring bookkeepers and they started looking at not only the ebbs and flows, how much I was making, how much I was spending, what I was paying myself, what I wasn't paying myself, that they that she was really like, you know, you could be more consistent here if you did this. And I'm like, but, you know, I only do client appreciation once a month. She's like, yeah, but you could appreciate them more and do it in this way to get a better response not only for your packages that you only sell once a year, but that they're bringing referrals to you specifically during that time. And you're wanting them to become regular members and you're wanting them to buy those packages that you only offer once a year. Your goal is to have every client come in 12 times a year, correct? Yes, of course. So then what is the goal to get them to come to the business 12 times a year? See, and the thing is when she said that, it didn't dawn on me that I wasn't thinking in that way. I was so excited that we had some clients that were booking two appointments out. I never was talking about the 12, which was the entire year. I didn't think that big. I didn't understand why I needed to think that big. And so it started to change the way I was looking at the business because now I'm like, my goal is to get clients to show up every single month, 12 times a year. If I can get every client to show up once a month, all 12 months, my business is going to change. Like it was such a simple understanding, but that simple understanding took planning and then executing to get that because then I started tackling the ebbs and flows. There was no more ebbs and flows. I didn't have slow times anymore because my goal was to get everyone to come 12 times a year. They need to show up, keep their appointment 12 times a year. So it became a different understanding of my business because I wasn't worried about the, the, the little things that would bog my business down. Right. Um, I didn't have enough product or a client wanted to come in and I didn't have a product. Like I stopped worrying about those things because once I started working at a yearly basis, then I started purchasing different. I started marketing different. I started communicating different. I started making not only in-person communication different, but all the things that I was doing in my newsletters or whatever I was giving them for marketing materials that were walking materials, meaning whether it was a business card or a referral card, all of those things started to change because I changed my mindset from focusing on a client that, you know, as long as she shows up, I'm good to, I need her to show up every month. I need this client to see me 12 times a year. That's a completely different conversation than many of you are having. 
many of us are bogged down, worried about the client that canceled, which to me really has nothing to do with the bigger picture. Clients cancel, things come up. They have issues that they may need to figure out. My goal is to keep that communication. I see you missed your appointment. Would you like to reschedule? Like we're so afraid because we're, we're, we struggle in that fine line of balance of communication. A lot of us relegate to text or email. We don't communicate on the phone anymore, right? We're too busy, quote unquote. And then a lot of us don't relegate to understanding why it is that we no longer have the consistency that we thought we did. So I would challenge you, if you're truly, really struggling, are there things that you could look at in your business differently? Absolutely. Do you have someone who is in the business who could speak to you about your business so that you have a different vantage point? You're looking at it completely different. Are you stuck in your habits and those habits are in the way of the business growing, the clientele growing, and you having more retail? Any esthetician that makes the decision not to retail is already going to struggle. I've said this many times. Retail is where your extra money comes from. It doesn't come from services. So if you know it comes from, your extra comes from retail, then why do you expect your services to cover all your bills? That's another struggling characteristic with a lot of estheticians. If you don't know that your services can't cover every bill in your business, let's start there. If you choose not to retail or you selectively retail, let's start there. If you know your business needs extra income and every client that comes to you is expecting to give your business money, but you don't allow them because you've chosen and chose not to retail, where do you think that extra money is going to come from? How else can a client give your business money? And can clients give your business money and never step foot in your business? Absolutely. I think we have to understand why we're struggling, what we can change so we no longer struggle, and then get into the mindset of the bigger picture. What is your bigger goal? And it can't be just the blatant, I got, I want to make the six figures. Six figures, there's nothing wrong with six figures, but that takes a lot of discipline in those six figures to get those six figures. And the people who earn six figures are retailing. Let's be honest. You don't earn six figures just on services. Okay. All right. Some of those six figure businesses, not only retail, but they offer um, online consultations. Like you have to understand what it takes to get there and then do those things. Most businesses that get to six figures are beyond the struggling. Now they're more about the planning and execution. Because it's not just making one time six figures. Once you get there, now that is the starting point. Now you want to go up even more. You want to make it consistent. You want to do that every single year. Then there comes planning and then execution again. And I've said this in my other podcasts as well, and I'll say it again. I've said it again during this one today. Not every business has struggled in the pandemic and not every business will struggle in the recession. And that struggling 
doesn't have to happen if you understand what it is that your business needs to survive. And that does not mean you don't pay yourself because that's not that business. Your business won't survive if you don't pay yourself. That, 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 that can only happen for a small period of time. You have to include yourself into your business and you have to be consistent in that including into the business. But I would challenge many of you to look at the reason you're struggling. Is it really you and the decisions you've made? And the decisions that you made, are they best for the business? Was that a good business decision or was it something that you just decided to do and you, there's no rhyme or reason and you're doing it. So I would challenge yourself, look at your business in a different point of view, see why you're struggling and you may not need to, but at some point there's either going to be a catalyst that happens in the business that makes you look at it. Or you voluntarily, I would say voluntary before something bad happens or something happens that you can't change. You got to look at your business in a different way. And if you're struggling with a lot of things in your business, it's not that you are doing something wrong. You may not be aware of what you're doing and you may not know what you're doing. Partnering with a business coach or business mentor is not a bad thing. It's actually a really good thing. When you need to see things from a different viewpoint, someone can sit down with your business and you've shown them their business and then they can tell you this in order for you to get this, you're going to have to do this, right? That's a whole TikTok and people are like, Ugh, right? But there's nothing wrong with that. There's growth in that. Um, I've had different mentors throughout my career, especially in business, um, to show me and speak with me about different things that I had no idea. I'm still learning things to this day that still blow my mind. Like, really, what? But I'm putting myself in positions to learn and understand. Then you plan and then you execute. Thank you guys so much for joining me on this podcast. You can click the link below and check out all the podcasts that I have before you. We come every Tuesday night on Clubhouse for Esthetician Chat, 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. East Coast. And I'll see you guys next time. Thanks so much. Bye.